2: Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm saying it like Elise used to say it goop. Goop. Uh, I'm Brian Rucker.
1: I'm Agnes Hewitt.
2: My voice is already hoarse. I feel like we were gabbing, gabbing, gabbing so much this morning.
1: We weren't even gabbing that much. We've gabbed way more than that.
2: I think so. Maybe I'm dehydrated.
1: I'm definitely dehydrated.
2: I'm not well. No,
1: no, I'm fucked up.
2: What happened?
1: Well, I'm on day five of my oh, fake pro right. one.
2: Jesus Christ. And so you're starving to death.
1: Yeah, I'm slowly dying. Well, I really think that the problem is that I'm dehydrated. Cause like, you know, you get a lot of your like water from the food that you eat and I'm not really eating that much food, but I am trying to, I did think I was drinking more water, but I guess not enough because I'm feeling it.
2: You got to get those um, liquid IVs from Costco.
1: Well, I get this supplement that's supposed to like, it's like a super hydrating supplement or something. And I did do it last time. And then this time I was feeling fine. I was like, I don't think I really need it. I'm just, and I just like kind of never used it, Uh but now I'm like, oh, I probably should have used some of that dehydrate, super hydrating, um, whatever powder.
2: And now you're drinking cold brew, which is like sort of dehydrating too.
1: Caffeine. Yeah. But I mean, uh-huh.
2: Whatever. Well, yeah, you have to, everyone has to drink cold brew in the morning.
1: Well, yeah. What else am I going to do? Also? Um, I don't believe, I think that I don't, I think it's a conspiracy theory. I think all anti-coffee wellness information is bullshit. I think it's just a way to take one more beautiful, precious thing from you that you love.
2: Yeah. The only thing I can like, cause some of those clients mean, in whole 30, are you not supposed to drink any caffeine?
1: Oh, you can have coffee
2: because I think I see if you're, if you're having trouble sleeping, then I feel like it's something worthwhile to pursue, maybe cutting out caffeine. But other than that, yeah, I don't think it's and bad I mean, at all.
1: obviously I'm having trouble sleeping as always, but oh, um, I still will never stop the caffeine. So sorry, we're going to have to come up with another solution.
2: Yeah. I think as long as you cap it, like keep it to the morning or even early <laughs> afternoon, you're probably good.
1: Yeah. Usually on days where I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop it even at like one or two i'm fine yeah it's just like um if i'm doing like an iced coffee like at 3 30 that's really pushing it
2: yeah that's like the cutoff. uh i yeah i'm so scared I, I won't even drink like a like a coke or something after during like john will drink coke zero till all hours of the day and night. And I don't understand so, how it well, does it.
1: Brian, Brian is like, but he can. And then he just yeah. goes to sleep. Oh yeah. I him in the same way.
2: Last night I was up late watching the Gilded Age, which I really need to stop because it's truly a terrible show. Mm-hmm. Um, John went to bed and then I like went in the room to get something literally two minutes later and he was out snoring. Was I unbelievable. Know. I've never, I've never in my life, no matter how sedated, how drunk, how fucked up I am, I've never, falling asleep after two minutes
1: never in my fucking life and I would love it I would love nothing more as soon and I was exhausted last night I was sitting on my couch at 8 30 like nodding off like a junkie like I was fucking out of it and then I was like I'm just going to bed now this is what my body is doing I got into bed the second my head hit the pillow bam you fucked up in your 20s. Bam. You Here's something else that you did wrong. You know, the, then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my fucking God. And then my eyes are like silver dollars. And I'm like, why is this happening? And then I ended up watching three episodes of this Blumhouse true crime show on Netflix called Worst Neighbor Ever, which is so good. Oh, cool. And it took me right out. Well, I mean, after an hour yeah, and a half, it took me out.
2: Yeah. My I don't get those horror like that horrible sinking, those like worry thoughts usually. And except when I wake up in the middle of the night, that's when like if I wake up at like three or four in the morning, then for that hour I'm awake, it's constant barrage of self hatred.
1: It's insane. And it's like I can't turn it off. And it's like it was amazing because I was it's almost hilarious that. I just was so tired and I was feeling, I just was feeling tired. I wasn't having any weird thoughts. I was nothing bad was happening. The second my head hit the pillow, they just all flooded. It was like, it was like a sense of memory. It was like, Oh, it's time to have these thoughts now. Mm. And then it all, it was so weird.
2: It's so weird. You know I what the, like- the culprit is? What? Inflammation.
1: I think the culprit, I think I need a hypnotist because it was obviously like a thing in my brain is like, Oh, it's like a sense memory thing. Like Mm -hmm. you're comfortable and in bed, it's time to to torture yourself psychologically. Like there's something that says like, when I do, it's like a habit. Like when you do this, then you do this. Yeah. And I feel like maybe you need cognitive
2: behavioral therapy.
1: No, 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 that's That's not what it. I mean, that's the only type of therapy that is like peer reviewed and whatever, but I don't fuck with that. I like psychics, hypnotists. Okay, These sure. are my, this, that's my mental health. No, Thank you. I've tried, I've tried CBT before and let's just say it's not for me. Okay, I yeah. need something a little more metaphysical.
2: I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. You need something to believe in. Exactly. Um.
1: But did you want to talk about inflammation? Oh,
2: I, I mean, I was trying to segue <laughs> I have yeah. so much to say
1: let's, let's talk about it.
2: Uh, all right. So God, there's so many things to talk about. So last week, as you guys know, I was about to go up to the Bay area to visit my family. My mom picks me up from the airport. As soon as she sees me, she says, so I've been listening to your podcast and I'm like, Oh God,
1: worst thing to hear from your
2: mother. (laughs) And she's like, you have to like, tell me about this inflammation. What is going on? I was like, it's not that big of a deal. Like some of the you know, numbers were slightly elevated, but I was, you know, like just, I was just talking, like I talk to you guys. I talk to Aggie. I talk about my inflammation and it doesn't mean I'm worried for my life, but from my mom's point of view, because my father died of cancer, this is not something to joke about, which I understand from her okay. perspective. So, and to her credit, she was very much like, you know what? I think it's just better for me if I don't listen to your podcast anymore. And I think, which oh, is—it's
1: always sad to lose listeners, yeah. Especially sure, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. But you know, one—we've—we've we've lost a Joanne, but we've gained an Octavia, a Sarah, and Elizabeth, who are our three new Patreon subscribers for this week. So thank you ladies.
1: Thank you ladies. Yeah. And we lost Joanne, but we kept Judy who have, I you. think doesn't know. I don't know if she's listening or if she knows if she's listening or we don't know what's happening, but I, I know that she's getting the downloads.
2: Sure. Sure. Cool. Cool.
1: On some device somewhere.
2: Um, but then, so then my mom was like, I can, and, and to top it off, I can't believe that you've been eating seed oils. So she's been on this anti-seed oil. I didn't really, I don't like scan my mom's kitchen. I don't really notice that many things. It's just like, I don't know. But she, I was like, oh, when I was there, there there's avocado oil. There's olive oil. There's no other oils. Uh, She doesn't eat fast food. So she's like, she just, I mean, she's also a nurse. So she knows what's up, but she was chastising me for being so slow to adopt the anti-seed oil lifestyle.
1: I mean, I get it. I don't. I actually don't tend to keep seed oils in my house. I pretty much only use olive oil at home. It's like the exclusive oil that I use. Yeah. I don't really use um, like a spray, like a spray oil, which is. I think you can get those with avocado oil. I did. I switched out aquarium.
2: this week. I had a canola oil one, and I switched it out for because I, I don't use the spray that much. But every once in a while, I'm trying to think. For cer- certain things. Like if you're doing like a fish or, um, oh, oh, is heating up these pu- frozen pupusas. And so that was like, a, mm. I don't know. I use it every once in a while.
1: It's, yeah. So I I'm thinking of getting one of those as an avocado oil. I just prefer olive oil. Yeah. Um, but um and I think it honestly started because like when I was like in first had my first apartment I like didn't know and I just like knew that olive oil was good and so I just would get olive oil and like that would be the only oil I had for everything and I just kind of never I and no one in my family really cooked with corn canola oil it wasn't a common thing yeah but I don't know why
2: like I would use it for popcorn which I switched to avocado oil or every once in a while if I'm cooking I don't know something Asian or something where all an olive oil flavor wouldn't really work then yeah I use sometimes it, but... it
1: doesn't work but it's like I don't know but um I I also like to just cook in like grass-fed butter like I like butter yeah. um but I know that the likelihood of myself being able to like go out to eat in restaurants and stuff and completely avoid all seed oils no. is like basically impossible. Even at like really nice restaurants, they're definitely using it because they're, they can't afford to cook everything in like avocado and coconut oil. And,
2: and I think I do feel like these past couple of weeks, I've thought about it maybe a little too much, but I think I just needed to, I needed to go through this and then, I understand like you cannot completely avoid seed oils if you're not making every single meal yourself. Um, But I feel like I can just make better choices when I am cooking and then slightly better choices. And I just think I was eating so much fried food in general. I don't know what it was.
1: Yeah. I feel like all fried food deep fried is going to be really calorically dense and it's going to have health problems. I don't believe, I mean, I don't know, but it just seems really unlikely to me that you could, have the exact same diet of like KFC or not you, Brian, but like people in general, like you could go to like McDonald's, but they switch it all out for seed oils. And then all of a sudden it's like healthier. I don't think that would happen. I think it would still be unhealthy. Yeah.
2: Well, cause I've been trying to do some research, but there has been, there's so much, obviously so much mis- misinformation about everything. And right. I, I can't get to the root and root to the root of the cause of, so seed oils, people say okay they have a bad fat profile they have too much omega 6 not enough omega 3s but then other people and mostly these are like these like paleo people are saying that the real inflammatory problem with seed oils is that they are they become oxidized and they fuck with your cells that way
1: but isn't that still part of the same pro- i mean like that doesn't seem like it contradicts the omega 6 thing Maybe i think not. it's all part of the same i think it's part of the same problem okay because i think it becomes oxidized because it doesn't i don't know like flush out of your system like it stays in your system or something i don't really know
2: oh when they really. said oxidized for some reason i was just picturing they meant that like the oil was like old and like
1: i think like- it means like it just stays on your body and becomes like fat and then it becomes like rancid fat okay. oh, yeah. is what i always thought is what i thought they were saying oh god
2: um but i did go on gmail.com yesterday and send an old email to our friend Gerda to ask her her opinion
1: good I mean why ha- why hasn't Gerda I don't know happened? so hope she.
2: I mean I only sent her it yesterday so she hasn't gotten back but hopefully well, she's
1: pretty quick she's pretty and quick. you know when I emailed her she got back to me right away and I didn't even respond because I was so freaked out <laughs> I mean, she literally wrote back like, that "Oh, day? what are you talking." About? Like, she was just like ready to chat. I was like, "This is crazy."
2: That's amazing. Oh, I what hope an she amazing does amazing
1: service.
2: But I really need, I really need to, really need Gerda and Goop in general to weigh in on this because it's like, I don't know why they have been silent for so long. Is Gwyneth like part owner in some weird Saudi canola company or something?
1: Well, I think they're trying to be more like, you know, mainstream health based or whatever, yeah, and they are trying to watch it with the false
2: Boo. names
1: and blah, blah, blah. Probably most importantly, they don't have a deal with like any like fancy olive oil or something.
2: Yeah, every once in a while they'll sell some weird olive oil in one of their gift guides, but.
1: Yeah, if maybe, they had some like big partnership with some like crazy like avocado oil or something, I'm sure we'd be hearing about seed oils.
2: For sure. Uh, yeah. So I only had one meal this week. That was a true disaster.
1: Okay. What was it? It
2: was, so I was going to the Burbank AMC 16 to see a double feature of the Oscar nominated animated shorts followed by the Oscar nominated live action shorts.
1: Okay.
2: Me and some true dorks were there, Mm -hmm. but I only had like a half hour in between movies. So I went to Chipotle thinking I can get out of here relatively healthy. Yeah. I thought they first of all they discontinued the cauliflower rice.
1: I know, which I'm actually disappointed in because I like the cauliflower rice, but I I did a little research when I noticed it's it wasn't there full anymore. Full of seed oils. Oh, is it?
2: That that's the thing with everything there is marinated in seed oils. It's like the whether it's vegetarian, whether it's meat like everything there is just
1: Well, get us I mean, you should just get a salad with guacamole on it.
2: I should have. But you know what I didn't do that. I was like I was thrown off by the lack of cauliflower rice. So I just got regular rice. And then I just ended up getting the most unhealthy thing you could possibly get. I got like a bowl with literally everything on it and like steak and veggies
0: Mm. and
2: like cheese and guacamole. And I felt so, I mean, also it was just probably a lot of food, but for that whole rest of the night into the next morning I felt disgusting like poisonous.
1: I feel like that was psychological I think Chipotle is one it is like definitely the healthiest fast food you can go to and I also follow on YouTube a truly mentally only who goes to every fast food restaurant mm. and like just like completely tells you all of the ingredients like are those and-
2: the gay guys on TikTok that drive around or no
1: No, 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 no. They don't give a fuck about seed oils. They're just like living their best lives at Applebee's and like loving every second of it. They're my favorite. I feel so at home. There is nothing more comforting to me than like just the most basic gay guy with the thickest Southern accent. And we're at like a Benigan's. that was like my college experience. And it was very, Mm -hmm. um, I mean, not the whole college experience, but it was part of it. Um, but, and that's what their TikTok is. But, um, no, he's this, he's very, he's like a super straight probably. He's like married and has a kid and he like goes to, I mean, it's not all he does. He like goes to the supermarket and he's like, look at this fucked up ingredient. And like, he just like he and he hates everything. He doesn't allow he doesn't like natural flavors. He doesn't like Mm. any he's like really intense. And he had a whole series on fast food that was really triggering. But his episode about Chipotle was like glowing. And he was like, this is definitely the best one. And like, oh, really? Yeah, he was like, it's really pretty clean. And for fast food, this is definitely the best you can do. So
2: it might, it might, it, yeah. So it might have been more of a matter of just the, the calor, the amount of calories I ate with that bowl.
1: Yeah. But I and, mean, if then you didn't really eat that much for the next like rest of the day and then the next morning, then you're fine.
2: Yeah. No, I'm not, I'm not even taught. Yeah. It's not about pounds or weight or whatever. It's just literally how my body feels and it did not feel mm-hmm. good.
1: Totally. And I also like, I do think that like, well, I'm not going to get into this. Is this a Patreon one?
2: No, mm, oh, this is a free one.
1: Yeah, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs>
2: uh, the other source, I started reading this blog called Running on Butter, which <laughs> I thought, I was like, oh, this is a doctor. This is something, some guy who knows what he's talking about. And I read like every single blog entry. And he's talking about Chipotle. He's talking about all fast food places, you know, very anti-seed oil chipotle's fake Whole 30 because they apparently they switched from rice bran oil to sunflower oil because well, i guess sunflower oil is allowed on Whole 30
1: um yeah
2: well this guy was against that but then i looked at his bio he's literally a 21 year old kid who's just like a runner <laughs> so well
1: but that doesn't make it fake Whole 30
2: well it's it's real Whole 30 but i guess he's saying he doesn't agree with Melissa from Whole30 allowing sunflower oil.
1: Oh, I see. Yeah, all see I think seed oils are allowed on Whole30. Like you can have canola oil. You can have all those oils on Whole30. That's crazy. Um, well, I think the point of it is, yeah, that would be an interesting thing to hear them explain. Well, I just don't think that everybody is with you necessarily on the seed oil. No, apparently not. I think seed oils are, I think it's like a very like disputed Like, claim that like seed oils are that bad because there are a lot of people who think that the saturated fats are really bad.
2: Yeah. And I don't agree with some of these anti seed oil people are like the real paleo heads that are like, I, you know, cook everything in beef tallow, I cook everything in coconut oil. And I think that that is crazy too.
1: Yeah. And whole 30 is like extreme paleo, but I think the reason they allow those oils is because, um, I think they want to keep it like relatively accessible.
2: Yeah. Cause it's tough. I mean, I, I think if you're cooking your own food, it's pretty, e- it's very easy to, to not have seed oils. Cause you can use yeah olive oil or avocado oil or whatever, but going out to eat is, I mean, yeah, like, like you said, almost impossible.
1: It's literally impossible. I'm just going to double check that I'm right about a whole 30. Cause yeah. I'm pretty sure you can.
2: Yeah. I think some of them, cause he said that Chipotle switched from rice bran oil to sunflower oil specifically so it was whole 30 compliant so for some reason rice bran oil is not yeah you can't
1: have any rice. oh
2: you can't have any rice so it's not about it being a seed oil it's just you can't have rice but yeah. that doesn't make sense because rice bran oil is not yeah, rice can, it's not a. And- it's not like has carbs or anything rice bran oil
1: Right. But they just don't want, it's, it's not about the carbs. It's about like, they think that rice has like inflammatory properties that they want to like cleanse you from for 30 days.
2: Okay. So everyone doesn't know what they're talking about, I guess. Cause I say seed oils are inflammatory. She says rice is inflammatory, which seems she crazy says, to me. So
1: what she says, so the idea of the whole 30, <laughs> um, I'm going to double check this about these seed oils, but because like, if you Google, yeah, they're technically allowed, but like in, so the ones you're allowed to use in moderation, this is not according to Whole30. This is just according to a blog, but it's canola, sunflower, sesame, grapeseed, stuff. All those, all the seed oils are like in moderation. And then the ones to use like whenever you want are olive, avocado, coconut, palm oil, animal fats, and gear.
2: And I think that is actually a very, practical and rational way to think of it because like of course if you have a drop of seed oil you're not going to drop dead like everyone knows that so and you can't avoid them I think and maybe like maybe you're right it was psychological but just Going to Chipotle feeling sick and then reading that blog about how all of their meats are just like marinated overnight in seed oils.
1: But like you've probably had Chipotle a bunch of times when you weren't thinking about seed oils, like before you knew about seed oils and like didn't have that reaction to no, it. So true. it's probably just because you're like thinking about seed oils so yeah. much right now. But like um I um yeah, so oh yeah, so like they have like food groups that they think are regular or like the most common like allergens or whatever. And like, it's just about eliminating those. So they leave in like, I guess the seed oil. Yeah.
2: I think for me, rice and, and even other grains and gluten and stuff is really not an issue. I don't really have trouble digesting it. It's um, dairy. I think I definitely need to have in moderation, but that's, most people probably,
1: yeah, I don't think I'm gonna do another whole thirty anytime soon, but um you know, yeah,
2: um what, oh, the other, oh, I did try I made the uh, goop sheet pan jambalaya for
1: oh right. Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras I love <laughs> Bon or whatever. <laughs> Brian says it to me all the time, I don't uh,
2: know. uh, I would love for Brian to try this sheet pan jambalaya He's being he is as, actually... as a Louisiana.
1: Brian is a very like he'll kind of eat anything, but if you give him any type of southern food that, that isn't like completely authentic, he's like a huge snob about it. And it's like the one thing that he actually like knows and cares about food-wise. And I mean, not knows about in a rude way, just like that. He's like has any type of opinion yeah. about one way or the other. And um I listen when he talks, I no, I makes listen. sense. And I I
2: love honestly, like this sheet pan jambalaya I thought tasted better than the authentic jambalaya that I've had I'm sure Brian would disagree
1: yeah but
2: but yeah. it was so good it was so flavorful it was so easy to make I want to make all my rice on a sheet pan now
1: really gets, that's so interesting because
2: you get you I mean it's crazy you spread out the rice so it's in basically like a single layer mm-hmm. over this huge sheet pan you dot it with um with uh with like bell peppers and piquillo peppers and then you do your sausage and your chicken I left out the shrimp just because then john will eat it um and then your liquid is you mix so you mix like chicken broth with a bunch of tomato paste and then a bunch of like cajun spices and then you just throw the broth over the rice in the sheet pan so it it still is very shallow but then you cook it and it's magic It just the rice Absorbs the liquid and then it sort of gets a little crispy from being on the sheet pan. It's a beautiful way to cook rice.
1: That sounds really good. And it was
2: just so. And you only use like there's. It's really like healthy for jambalaya, I imagine, because it's only. I doubled the recipe, so we would have it all week. um But the the recipe that serves four only has one tablespoon of olive oil in it, and that's like the only fat. It's and then it's just yeah. I mean, the sausage I guess isn't too healthy, but like you could probably leave out the sausage. It was, I don't know, it was really good. And after I've had it for four days now, at least either for lunch or dinner, and I'm still not sick of it. And I think that's, that's the,
1: that's the
2: true test of a successful recipe.
1: For sure. Maybe I'll make it next week when I'm off my little, you know.
2: Yeah. It's, it's, it's super easy.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, when
2: is your last day tomorrow?
1: My last day is today.
2: Today. Oh, exciting.
1: So, um, I'll talk a little bit about it, just because in case somebody's interested, I'm yeah. going to post more about it. So somebody asked me to post my like what I eat on the Patreon. So I'm going to do that. Um, it's not like a meal plan or anything. It's just like what I've been eating, just because some people have asked. Okay, so I um, this is my second round of it. So if you don't know, like there's this diet on goop that they sell that's called prolon and goop has like featured it a bunch of times. I mean, I think you guys probably know what it is at this point, but whatever it's this like calorie restrictive, like five day, like fast mimicking diet. So it's like your body thinks that you're fasting, but you're actually eating like 700 calories a day. And Um, the kit is like $250, but I figured out a way through like reading the book, doing deep dives onto Reddit and like other online resources. I figured out a way to like make my own at home and it's like a lot cheaper. So I've been doing that and this is my second round and, um, the, um first round was a lot easier than this round I will say. Oh
2: wow. And
1: I think that the I haven't been like dying but I've had really low energy levels. Um and I think that it's because one this time I've been working out which mm. is I thought I would try it because like some people work out when they do it. It hasn't been killing me, but it's been like yesterday I was in this class and I was like, I think I'm gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> I was like, my heart is like exploding and I canceled it for today. I was like, I'm not gonna Yeah, do that's it. really like,
2: especially doing like aerobic exercise when you're having restricted calories is really it's tough. Been,
1: so. I've been doing hot yoga Ooh. and it's just been like really I, like I'm just like my you know, you get kind of lightheaded.
2: Yeah, you get light. I mean, I I when I the few times I've done hot yoga. I feel like I'm gonna faint every yeah, I feel like I'm gonna normal. faint anyway, so I, yeah. it's
1: like extra weird when you're like not eating. and then also, I got my fucking period on Wednesday, which I was not expecting, and I was like, this is the worst time. so like you know, when you that was not
2: period. the normal cycle.
1: well, my period isn't like super regular anyway, but I definitely wasn't planning on getting mm-hmm. it on Wednesday, but it's not like regular, so it can sort of pop up whenever she wants. but um I got, yeah, I was like, Oh, great. Like, no wonder it's been like a little bit more annoying mm. than it was last time. I think just because like, you know, your hormone levels are weird and you yeah, can't yeah. so whatever, but I'm taking the period as a good sign. Cause you know, I think that your period is a sign that like your body's functioning properly. So it was probably just like my body felt so healthy that it decided to start.
2: Exactly. Menstruating. But, like, we-
1: I mean, that's probably not what happened, but you know, that's really how it works don't don't, gun coming for me now don't tell me i
2: jen i mean i do well she just picks the easiest target like i'm sorry everyone knows dr oz is a complete joke like why are you wasting your energy going up against dr oz
1: because she it's low-hanging fruit it's like whatever is the easiest thing like gwyneth paltrow and dr oz like but she's such a fucking.
2: Save libtard him. she didn't care one iota about dr oz until he started running for like republican senator or whatever
1: yeah that's when he became truly dangerous yeah. i don't know she's um and she's was, her that outfit I mean,
2: that i sent you yesterday it was the worst one yet
1: i mean they just keep getting worse and worse i there's just i don't like a zany i don't like when people are like i dress zany
2: yeah especially a zany gynecologist
1: who Because we zany- all know
2: what happened last time there was a zany gynecologist. <laughs> his name was Cliff Huxtable.
1: No, you're not a profession for the zany. It's a profession for like the grounded, yeah. um, the cr- the crunchy, the muted, mm-hmm. the cardigan wearing. Well, Cliff had a, a cardigan or two, I guess.
2: Yeah. No, he had well,
1: loud prints. He mostly had loud prints. Sweaters, the yeah. Cosby sweater the gunter sweater
2: yeah the cosby sweater is equivalent to the gunter clown outfit or whatever she's wearing
1: (laughs) yeah it's fucked up okay anyway wait was she
2: wearing that print was that like a sign of solidarity for ukraine because it was like a loud sort of slavic print
1: Can I just say that I thought that those Ukrainian costumes everybody was wearing at the at the State of the Union was so embarrassing? Like,
2: oh, I didn't, I didn't see one second of that fucking State of the Union. Okay,
1: the state, every single woman only because women still have to dress like this. Men just wear normal suits. The women were wearing like they wanted to like show solidarity with Ukraine, and they are wearing like full blown like mascot cheerleader costumes. Like they were just wearing like the bold like the exact colors like the exact brightness of like that yellow and that blue blue, like it was like a sea of blue and yellow and I felt like I was it was like a high school football game and I was like why why are you doing this to yourselves
2: the only thing I saw in this state of the union address was the meme of Nancy like clapping with her knuckles and like standing up and then sitting down (laughs) again
1: did you see when he accidentally called them, um,
2: Iranians, Iranian. I I saw some, some like Republicans on Twitter were like freaking out about that.
1: I mean, I always end up accidentally being like, Oh, did you see this? Like hilarious, like Republican.
2: (laughs) Well, it's just so, (laughs) I mean, it's like, we, we were able to, like Trump was very obviously easy to make fun of. And for Republicans, Joe is just as easy to make fun of. So let them have their fun.
1: I mean, come on, it's, it's shooting fish and the- it's like Jen Gunter going after a fucking Dr. Oz. Enders, it's yeah. like right there. Um, I don't think that was Ukrainian, but I do see that garish yellow and blue in the shirt. So you never know.
2: I mean, I get, I you, you want to show great. solidarity. I know I watch a lot of tennis and a lot of the tennis players are wearing blue and yellow and the Ukrainian players. We have two Ukrainian players who are doing very well this week. One of them literally had to flee from Ukraine to get mm-hmm. to this tennis tournament. And now she's in the wow. quarterfinals um it's very inspiring but I understand yeah at the State of the Union I don't want to see that
1: I mean but it just reminded me I'm like that's who these people have always been you know like it's just the people it's just like the it's like the people with like who had the most like school spirit oh yeah would have totally. been there wearing their cotton? you know what I mean it's just like they, they never stop they're no, just they so doing it
2: um oh, all right what's next on the docket I think that's all my business Chipotle, oh, like, Jambaia.
1: Yeah. I went out one day without sunscreen today out in the world without sunscreen oh, on, yeah. which is uncommon for me. I'm doing in addition to my pro-one mimicking mimicking diet, I You're doing vitamin
2: um, D immersion?
1: What?
2: Vitamin D immersion?
1: No, I'm doing um a skincare detox as well. Cause my skin, I was doing too much. And like my skin was starting to break out, even though I was putting like anti breakout stuff on my face. And I think it was just like, you need to fucking chill. So I've like really cut back this week on the products and then I'm going to start ramping it up again. I'm not like not using them anymore. I just think I wanted to go like five days without doing quite as much. I mean, I'm still like using some moisturizers and washing my face obviously. And yeah putting a little bit of serum and wearing sunscreen most days, but I'm not doing like the full, like, you know, five part, whatever regimen that I was doing. Cause I think it was, I think you can overdo it with that shit for sure. And like, you know, your skin just needs some peace.
2: So when you went out without sunscreen, was that on purpose or that was just, you forgot to wear it?
1: Um, it was sort of on purpose. It was like, I decided so normally I put it on the second I wake up like so I'm not even in my like living room without sunscreen because the windows I mean you just don't want to like ever not like you should wear it all the time. So I decided I'm gonna not put it on right now and I forgot and then I went out and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm actually out without it. It's Eh."
2: fine to do that once in a while. I mean, your skin does need like vitamin D and I don't know. I don't think I would. I wouldn't worry about it.
1: I mean, I know Gwyneth is a big sunscreen. Trucher, and these but-
2: these anti-seed oil people are also a lot of them are anti-sunscreen, which makes me a little wary. But they're like, <laughs> you don't <laughs> like you need your your ancestors, like you know.
1: Took Stop in talking so much about sun. my fucking ancestors. It's like I hate this shit about your ancestors. My ancestors are dead, and they died like a lot younger than I intend yeah. to. Like my ancestors yeah. died these people did not have, they're not, people are more healthy now than they were in what year, the year 10 or whatever the fuck year you're talking about. What is so great about my goddamn ancestors?
2: Yeah. Uh, I should, I, I've been sort of lax cause I now like working from home. There's some days that I don't even leave the house until The sun is going down so i have i've i've been like the the mornings after i wear the retin-a i do like you do and put on sunscreen right away but other days i especially when it's not sunny out i'm not really wearing sunscreen if i'm inside which I, i guess i probably should
1: i mean i just i'm like terrified of you know wrinkles and shit yeah it's all it's none of it's for like any actual like good reason it's not like oh i want to protect my i mean i want to protect my skin i do but i want to protect it from getting wrinkly (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: oh boy um oh no now god my i have these reddit notifications (laughs) because so i of course joined a couple anti-seed oil reddit groups and now i'm getting notifications on my phone every time someone posts to them so i've completely gone down the rabbit hole
1: it's okay i get notifications from reddit too we yeah, all do
2: we all do all right anything else or shall we start on the old newsletters
1: i guess let's do the newsletters let's do it okay all right
2: what was your best of the week
1: my best of the week was oh i liked um The new, I like the whole thing about the new, um, the editor's picks of the best new wellness tools for spring. Mm. But I especially liked the, um, the, um, what's it called? The uh, KonMari tuning fork and crystal set. Okay. And I feel like I love that's what it's called, right? A tuning fork. Yes. I love that shit. I think that sound is like so relaxing. I love it when you're in like a yoga class and then they start like ding, like oh, chiming totally. or if they got the bowls out or whatever, like I always love that shit. And the idea, I mean, I don't know if I would ever do it, but I am all about it. And I love the idea of buying, I would never have really considered like buying one for myself, but I liked a lot of the stuff on this list. I also was into the um, third ritual bell candle set. Um, I'm not thousand percent sure what I mean I think the wellness is just that it's like sort of like meditative to like look at a candle
2: yeah this is very a loose definition of wellness but I I do think I mean the tuning fork I remember in acting school like in our movement classes at the end our teacher would do the tuning fork and it is it is I mean they know what they're doing like it is very relaxing whatever frequency that is
1: yeah it's so um, very
2: calming they also, yeah. that lady, the uh, Denise John, who's the senior science editor of Goop who recommended the tuning fork. She also recommended a natural sleep aid with antioxidants from well-told health. I wonder if you should maybe try that.
1: Um, I My guess is that it would not do anything. No,
2: I, obviously not.
1: <laughs> but um, the f- tuning fork and the candle might just chill me out yeah. and be pleasant. I mean, I think wellness, like I think you can have a loose definition of wellness. Like I think anything that like to sort of like gives you pleasure and like helps you like get through the tasks that you need to achieve is wellness. Like as long as it's not like actively hurting you, like doing a shot of vodka is not really wellness, but maybe once in a while it is. No. Maybe it is. I don't know.
2: Uh, Probably not, but you
1: know. I mean, I think like just like living a life that's like holistically like functional and pleasurable and like everything that it takes to like make to like facilitate that. I think that's wellness.
2: I agree with that for sure. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It doesn't have to be necessarily quote unquote good for you to be good for you.
1: Well, everything in moderation, right? Yeah.
2: Gerda recommended a natural allergy pill.
1: I know. And I took an unnatural allergy pill last night. Did it help? Yeah, because it was actually like a real, it was, it was like Zyrtec or whatever.
2: Was it for allergies or to go to sleep?
1: It was for allergies. For
2: allergies. I've, I, it's so weird. I used to get bad allergies, but the last few years, I think after I had like immersion therapy with my cats, I don't really get any allergies anymore. It's That's very strange. Great. I
1: mean, I just like was just sitting there doing nothing and then all of a sudden I had this like explosive allergy attack. Like my eyes started watering. I started sneezing a bunch and I just like needed medicine and I took
2: it. Zurtech works. Yeah. Or is it Zurtec? Yeah, Zurtec.
1: Or whatever it is. I don't you know what I mean. I got this with some over the counter allergy medication that I have.
2: I bet that's the next thing that these people are going to go after is like allergy medicine is toxic.
1: Well, cause an allergy, I mean, an allergy is an autoimmune response and like, you know, they're all about disrupting those autoimmune disorders. So I feel like there must be, I know that like all of this stuff is already about like combating your allergies. I just think that it's not like, I don't think you do the whole 30 because you're, you have like your eyes are watering and you're sneezing. I think it's because you have allergies. Like, I don't know what the other allergies are, but everything is an allergy or something.
2: Yeah. And all allergies are caused by inflammation, according to them.
1: Maybe it is the sheet oils. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows?
2: Um, All right. My best... This is actually really surprising coming from me.
1: Mm.
2: I listened to the Goop podcast this week. Mm -hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow interviewing Billy Porter. Oh, I saw that. Historically, I don't have much time for Billy Porter. He always has struck me as someone who... It's just annoying and like completely full of himself and I didn't I don't think he's that good of an actor even on Pose like I was just like I don't get your whole I saw him live in a play on Broadway once and I didn't think he was very good in that either I just I didn't get the whole Billy Porter thing yeah but my god if this interview didn't bring me to tears really it is I have I, I can't remember the last time I've turned so completely against someone to being rooting for them he wow. first of all Gwyneth is as we know a great interviewer
1: mm-hmm.
2: being is she she's one of the few celebrities that I mean I'm sure she is narcissistic to some extent like all celebrities are but she is really able to not talk about herself or only talk about herself when it is directly related to what her subject is talking about and she's she- able to to be the smartest
1: person in the world she's smart that's what it is it's she's got emotional intelligence and her brand has emotional intelligence and people don't want it to and they don't want her to and the fact that she has it triggers everybody so much and that's why everybody hates her because she is constantly proving all of her critics wrong. such a gwyneth paltrow yeah no
2: it's true she yeah i i she has so much emotional intelligence i mean that maybe is what makes her such a good actor But so Billy Porter, and again, like, he's, he's still acting like Billy Porter, he's talking a mile a minute, he's talking about himself, but this interview was about himself. And I I guess I didn't realize sort of the extent of the way he was raised and like the sexual abuse he suffered as a child, and how that was compounded by like, you know, religious guilt and internalized homophobia. And like, you know, we've, we've heard this stuff before. It's not like new. But um, the way he was just very vulnerable and talking about how he's still working through it. He wasn't saying he, you know, has solved all of his issues, but um, in sort of this, this long process of a lot of therapy and um, and his relationship to his husband and his relationship to his work, he's able to work through this stuff. And he just didn't, I don't know, sometimes on the red carpet or whatever, he just comes across as like, like stunting for being stunty. And like this, he just seemed very, authentic in a way that I'd never really seen from him before. Mm. So I, I really, I, I really highly recommend everyone listening to this episode. It, it's really, uh, it's something, it, it is one of the most memorable sort of podcast episodes, especially interviews I've ever listened to. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, it's, it's something else.
1: Okay. Well, I'll check it out. I also didn't listen because I mean, I rarely, really, really rarely listen. I think the last one I listened to was like part of the Stanley Tucci one. And I kind of found that even a little bit insufferable and turned it off.
2: Yeah. You know,
1: I just like, so in general, like the only ones I would even care about in the first place are Gwyneth interviews. And then the Gwyneth interviews are all just like these like celebrity deep dives into like, like this, where I'm like, I don't really care about the lives of celebrities very much. Um, But I'll listen if it's that good.
2: I do think because Gwyneth herself is a celebrity, she, Really asks sort of different questions, and you know this whole podcast is based on sort of an idea of of like wellness. The theme is not necessarily your typical celebrity banter. Um I just think yeah, Gwyneth is a a fantastic interviewer, and she she actually was. And the other thing about her versus like Elise or whatever, Gwyn and Gwyneth brought this up without being prompted by Billy, but because he had he has just written a like a memoir, and so she had read that. And she was, she just sort of out of nowhere said, like, you know, on to some extent, I can relate to some of your stories because I, you know, I'm also an actor and we work in the same industry, but I was just struck by how much access and privilege I had and how you had absolutely none of that. And you sort of manifested all of this for yourself. And both of them were sort of like brought to tears and she, and it wasn't like, it didn't seem like she was being self congratulatory that she had made this epiphany. She just was being very honest. And I rarely hear any like nepotism person, but specifically Gwyneth. I don't hear them talk about that that often. And it was just, it just seemed completely like off the cuff and unprompted. So I like that.
1: Yeah. I think what it has, like I said, she has like self awareness. Like I think that's part of people just don't understand that like when people like Chrissy Teigen, mm-hmm go on social media or go wherever they go. And they act like the girl next door who just does, who's like, wow, look, a pretty dress or like, oh my God, I have an expensive piece of skincare. Can you believe it? They're lying. They have whatever the fuck they want. And they are living a life that you can't even begin to imagine. And Gwyneth Paltrow with goop and everything else has like never really pretended to be something other than what she is like she's honest like you may not like it but they're all like this they just don't tell you so like I think it's really weird how Gwyneth Paltrow gets punished for being the only person in this stupid industry like who isn't full of shit um yeah because she's
2: not playing the part of oh I'm I'm every woman I mean I feel like celebrity sort of the the trends of celebrity always go back and forth between Be it's very stylish to be like impossibly sort of above everyone, and then it'll veer towards oh, we like celebrities that are just like us.
1: But I think she's kind of in the middle because I don't think that she's, I mean, she is like at an impossible standard for most people, but it's not because I don't think that she has some sort of like there are a lot of celebrities even now. I don't think it's like a trend thing, I think it's just like a different like style of entertainer or whatever, where like. Some people are like, I have all of this stuff. You can never be like me. I'm the best. I'm the glamazon. I'm a glamorous, whatever. Like there are definitely people like that, um, where that's part of their like brand and their identity and whatever. And then there are people who are like the Jennifer Aniston's or whatever, who are just sort of like trying to be the girl next door, or even like fucking Reese Witherspoon is like, Oh, yeah. like, I'm just like whiskey in a teacup, da da da. And, um, I feel like she's, like, in this, like, just middle ground where she's, like, not, I don't think she's trying to make people feel bad.
2: No. Well, because also, like, she, she was, like, born into this. So I think a lot of the times there's people that cultivate an aura of inaccessibility or glamour is because they're, they're creating this image for themselves. And they've, like, wanted this for themselves for so long. Yeah. And Gwyneth, she never.
1: She doesn't have to. She never
2: had to want for anything.
1: Yeah. And like she was born, like she, she just has had a glamorous life and it's always been, and it's always sort of been like that. I don't know. I also hate the people who make up like bullshit rags to riches stories, which is like most of them, like the vast majority of people who are like, I was raised with nothing and now I have everything are fucking lying there. You always find out like their dad was like an agent or like a huge screenwriter or something. Like every single famous person you find out is like a legacy famous person.
2: Yeah, most of them, for sure.
1: Um, But it doesn't matter. The point is, Gwyneth Paltrow has never been a liar. That's the Mm-mm. one thing you can't <laughs> say about her. She's just not a liar.
2: True, true, true. All right. What was your worst?
1: Okay, my worst was just that um, <laughs> I just wrote down, realizing that I may not even want the rotisserie chicken. Oh, wow. Like, the thing about me is, I don't get that excited about rotisserie chicken. Like, I like it, but like I say, I have still haven't been to Kismet Rotisserie. I guess I like Zanku. To me, a, a chicken is a roast chicken is like the easiest, most delicious thing you can cook at home whenever you want. Of course, I love like a delicious like half roast chicken at like a great like French bistro or something. That's a mm-hmm. special kind of chicken. Or a
2: Peru, I love a Peruvian roast chicken with like a Peruvian sauce. roast oh. chicken.
1: I mean, yeah, okay. Like there are things that go above and beyond, but like you're, and then it's always kind of fun and exciting to every once in a while. I don't do this regularly to just like pick up a roast chicken from the grocery store, which I don't do very much. But like chicken from Goop is that the thing that I'm getting excited about? Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like chicken maybe because they also have a pizza and pasta, um, I guess concept too called super super. So yeah, these
2: were the, these are the things I would try, but mostly because, you know, it's our job to try all these things.
1: I mean, I'm going to obviously try it, but I'm like, not, I just don't, I also don't like getting a roast chicken. Like it's I when I order takeout, I want it to be like the easiest thing in the world. I don't want to have to like take it out and like cut up a chicken and like <laughs> serve up all the sides and stuff.
2: Well, I was going to say when I get takeout, I want it to be something I couldn't, I couldn't make at home. Yeah. So I'm getting, you know, like Vietnamese food or Thai food or Indian food. Um, or, you know, like pizza, like I could make pizza at home, but it's not going to be as good. So yeah. a roast chicken, it's like, you can make that. I do have to say though, just, I haven't, we, I don't think a menu has been released, but just looking at these, that red and green sauce next to the roast chicken makes me think this is a little Peruvian inspired, which I mean, I'm sure I'll be eating
1: my words and I'm sure it's going to be absolutely great. And I'm definitely going to get it. I mean, I signed up already. I think I signed up twice for the (laughs) coupon, and like, I'm ready to go, but how is it going to compare it? Like the regular new kitchen is already so good.
2: And are these just, are they just going to add, are these, is this going to be a whole separate restaurant you
1: have to order from? I can't imagine. I mean, that just sounds like so much work for them. I don't think that they would. They have that. to, yeah, just put it
2: in the same ghost kitchen, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Going to it's
2: great. not like, yeah, that's so weird. And then the Superfina one, which I am.
1: So I think the chicken is going to come out first and then the Superfina is going to be later. They're not going to come out at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I think that the, fir- the next one, and I think I just sort of wish that the Superfina was coming out sooner because that's the one I'm more excited about.
2: That one does seem more interesting and more sort of innovative because like there are, like you said, with, with Zanku and with Kismet and stuff, there's like so many roast chickens you can already order.
0: Yeah. Whereas,
2: I mean, I'm sure there are, this is LA, there are like gluten-free pizza and pasta places that you could sure. order from, but this does seem like... um. A, a hole in the market that goop could fill.
1: Yeah. I'm really excited for these gluten-free pastas. And Cause pizza.
2: we know how much Gwyneth herself loves real pizza and pasta, even though she probably doesn't eat it very often. Yeah. Cause she's such like a, an Italiophile or whatever you say. Yeah. But, uh, so I feel like they're going to really try to make this taste as good as possible.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're all of their food tastes pretty good, except for their soups. Their so soups, yeah. I'm, Definitely looking forward to it.
2: It says we've spent years perfecting our pizza dough.
1: I'm sure that's true.
2: It's completely corn-free, gluten-free, and completely plant-based. And then the pasta is also gluten-free. It doesn't say what it's made from. Chickpeas, probably? I have no idea. Um, And then you can choose a tomato sauce or a pesto or I guess other sauces. Yeah, I'm. Ex- I'm definitely excited for Superfina.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for that one. I just like, I don't know. I just, I feel like the chicken thing is a scam. I feel like chicken is a scam.
2: It's it's just so easy to make. If you have a working oven, you can throw a chicken in it and it'll taste good. Like it's just so easy. So I. Yeah. It's so easy. But it's also like, it there is a little time consuming to roast a chicken. So I understand if you, especially if you have like a family. And you want like a healthy food that you can just pick up on your way home from work. There's really nothing better than a roast chicken. And you know that if you're getting one from Costco or Vons or something, it is going to be full of seed oils.
1: Well, it's also not just the seed oils. It's like the hormones. The hormones, yeah. Like whatever the hell they were feeding.
2: Those Costco Mm -hmm. chickens are so huge. It's like really terrifying to think about what what how those chickens lived
1: and how they were tortured their tortured, entire lives yeah, and suffered oh, every awful. second of it just to d- be murdered and then poison you
2: I, I i will never buy a costco rotisserie chicken again
1: i mean i don't know if any of them are good but i maybe mean, no i mean i would and
2: the one time i went to kismet rotisserie i did order because i was just ordering for me so i got just like a chicken wrap i didn't get like a whole chicken but yeah. it was very disappointing really yeah it was it was really bland
1: I'm going to order from them when the one over here opens up Hmm. and just try it. I'm going to try that. And then I'm going to try goop. That'll be a
2: good taste test. We'll do a a goop kitchen versus Kismet versus Zanku maybe. We can do three of them.
1: Let's get Zanku on there too, because I do think, I mean, I don't know. We'll see. We'll try them all.
2: Yeah. I I do have to say, I do like the Zanku, um, what do they call it? The Tarna. It's like their version of shawarma. Yeah. That I like better. Their whole rotisserie chickens aren't that great. I don't think.
1: Zanku has unfortunately, I think, gone down in quality a bit in the last like couple of, well, like longer in the last like 10 or 15 years. It's not as good because, you know, they had their tragedy. They
2: did. And I've noticed whenever I, if I drive to the one in Glendale, it's usually a lot better than the one in like East Hollywood. That one, is always been disappointing to me.
1: I think the one here in the Valley is pretty, I mean, there are several in the Valley, yeah. but I think that like deep Valley ones are pretty good. Yeah. Deep Valley, everything is usually pretty good. I think so.
2: I mean, yeah. deep Valley, your deep Valley Ralph's, your everything. There's just more space.
1: Oh, I mean, deeper than here. I mean, like way North of Ventura.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like a Van Nuys or Cedar.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Uh, okay. That was your worst. And my thing I would try. Okay. My worst was this article in the New York Post about Gwyneth Paltrow investing in this pot beverage company called can with two N's. So apparently one of the founders of can is a baby that Gwyneth used to babysit when she was a teenager.
1: Oh my God. Who now
2: is an adult, obviously. And he started. His name is Luke Anderson and he started this cannabis soda company called can. And mm-hmm. I guess he had pitched Gwyneth before, like a couple of years ago, and she was not impressed with can. And then he mentioned to her that she used to babysit him on the Upper East side. And then apparently on a second pitch meeting, she reversed her decision and now has put tons of money into can. And, The fellow investors are people like Ruby Rose, Rebel Wilson, Darren Chris, some NBA player that I've never heard of, Chelsea Handler. It's like the most, I don't know. And I don't want to get on any high horse about this because who am I to talk? But it really does rub me the wrong way when it's these rich white people that are trying to get rich off of something that has been illegal and caused thousands of mostly black and brown people to be incarcerated for the past hundred years
1: i know it's so like if there's something really disgusting about it it's really it. gross it's and really especially gross. because there's people who are still in jail right yeah like in prison right now for like doing this thing that now now they're like oh let's invest in this that's cute oh look at they put it in a can they put the special fun label on it
2: it's so psychotic that they haven't just released everyone who was in it's prison. So it's so psychotic.
1: I mean, it's not psychotic. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, it makes like, perfect sense. Like going with their disgusting yep. philosophy, but it's um, it's really, I mean, I don't want to say everything that I'm thinking right now. because. Well, it's like, but
2: I, I don't know. I feel like there was some level of awareness, like, you know, in the summer of 2020 with like Black Lives Matter and people were talking about this a little bit, but just a couple of years later, I think that conversation has completely stopped happening and there's just been no... I don't know. There's not been any thought into like what it means for these white celebrities to get rich off of cannabis. It's I don't know. I know. But when it's not perfect, she's a she's a capitalist at heart. We know that.
1: She is. She's a capitalist. I mean, oh god, yeah. And this guy looks really.
2: He looks like a real douchebag.
1: I don't because it's like it I'm sorry, like if, sorry, like if, if
2: Luke she... Luke Anderson from east 92nd street had like a thing of weed on him as a teenager he would not have been stopped by the cops he would not have been thrown into jail it's just like sick like he lived his whole and i have too. like god knows how many years i spent on the streets of new york with drugs in my pocket yeah never of course never once i never i don't think i had one conversation with one police officer the entire 14 years i lived in new york yeah and it's like, it's just the whole thing is disgusting. Yeah, they,
1: so, I mean, if Gwyneth Paltrow was your babysitter, then like you're up, you're, you're so much better than me <laughs> already. I just, and I don't like anyone who's like hair is the same color pink as their shirt. Oh,
2: yeah. I feel like
1: that's like a, and you have a Gwyneth Paltrow backed sparkle weed infused sparkling water company. It's just like a lot is against you in that moment. Was that rude of me to say?
2: No, I mean that. The yeah the millennial pink the tie dye it's not even millennial pink it's like this pale it's like a zoomer pink tie dye he just looks like an idiot and he's so rich now because Gwyneth gave him money for he was already rich he was already rich yeah if you
1: can just call Gwyneth Paltrow and be like hey remember from when you were my babysitter but I do want to. Take a moment to appreciate the fact that she said no when he went back and tried again. I do think that that's a good lesson for that all. That is of
2: a good lesson in perseverance. I have to say. Yeah, I mean, because if, I'm I- the
1: type, if she's if Gwyneth Paltrow said one word to me that was like remotely negative, I would just go home and put my die. head under the blankets and die slowly.
2: I know the the entitlement. I mean, it's it's a good and bad. It's like the entitlement he must feel to get denied by Gwyneth and then to go back and talk to her again.
1: Well, it's just like a good, I think that like some people, I don't think it's entitlement necessarily. Like, I think that like there are good qualities that you can like see other people having and like, right. Like just like if something happens that's bad and you try again, like don't associate that with like a bad feeling. Associate that with like a good feeling. true. You know what I mean? Like you don't have like. I feel like we get into this mindset of like, oh, like that's for capitalists, that's for rich people, that's for blah, blah, blah. And then like you end up self sab not you, but like I end up like self-sabotaging because like I associate every like positive trait with like being a demon. Yeah, no, <laughs> But it's like, you know, some things are just like, that's good. I think that's good that he did that.
2: Yeah. But I still don't like the fact that he is going to make tons of money off of this. And, but right. I do have to say this, I'm, do I'm curious to try. I haven't had one iota of cannabis in a couple of years now because I have such horrible experiences every time I have right. TH. And even this, because this has supposedly just two milligrams of THC per can. But I think I think even a lightweight like me could handle two milligrams of THC.
1: I don't think you would feel anything.
2: I think I would. I think I think a normal person wouldn't feel anything. I think I would feel i would be about as high as i'd want to be
1: yeah too i don't know i might try it i i mean i also haven't had any thc in my system in a really long time it's just like i don't know it's just this thing that i like get i'll get into it for like a period and then i get over it and it's like kind of been like that with me my whole life like i'll get really into it and i'm like having it every day and then I just like won't buy more, yeah. or I'll be like, I don't feel like it now. And then I will just like be off it for like sometimes years.
2: Yeah. That's good. It's a healthy impulse. Yeah. How, where do you, do you have to go? Cause it still has THC in it. So I guess you have to buy these in like a dispensary because you can't get THC in like a grocery store, can you?
1: No, you have to go to like so, a, weed
2: yeah, store. I'm not going to go to a fucking weed store to get a can of can.
1: No, I'm not going to. That's
2: so it. embarrassing. I'll wait. If they start selling it at Whole Foods, then I'll fucking buy one.
1: I mean, that's going
2: to be a long time, I think. No, no, no. The way things are going. Once these rich white people get their little grubby hands on things.
1: Yeah. The wheels of
2: justice turn mighty fast for them. That's true. Yeah. You're right about if, that. If Bezos thinks he can make money off of fucking weed, it will be in Whole Foods very soon. True. At least in California. Uh, all right what is your craziest ha ha ha
1: my craziest was the um there's like this patch that you can put on your like uterus from the outside and it's supposed to like alleviate period pains there was this whole article called tackling period cramps without painkillers and like I was like, I'm skeptical, but I'll click on it. So it's not that I don't, my dog just jumped for no reason. It's not that I don't want this to work. I do. And it's not that I don't want a a painkiller free way to treat menstrual cramps. I do. I'm just extremely skeptical because menstrual, I have had a journey with menstrual cramps that has been so like literally debilitating. Like I, when I was in my early twenties and late teens, my, my menstrual cramps were unbearably painful. And it was like really hard to get anyone to like, believe me or care about it. It was really, really bad. Like I would have to like, I like, couldn't move. And, um, it's definitely gotten better as I've gotten older. And then now for some reason they're like bad again but not like nowhere near as bad as they used to be um so they have this thing called a the therabody power dot 2.0 and it looks kind of like ovaries sure. <laughs> and i guess you like put it on top of where you think your ovaries probably are and just like it like buzzes or something and it's supposed to alleviate the pain i mean i don't know does it work it's $350. And I, I just, it really freaks me out as like something that would not actually work. I actually don't think any of these things would work. And I do think that you kind of just need to take the ibuprofen, although I would always prefer not to.
2: So what, because I know Tylenol, if you take it too much, it can damage your liver. Ibuprofen, what is the problem with taking it?
1: I mean, I think it's the same thing, right?
2: I thought that like, those NSAIDs or whatever ibuprofen is, it doesn't damage your liver. Like that's why people take it rather than Tylenol. Cause I
1: have people take it instead of Tylenol. So you take that or like, um, Aleve or mitol is ibuprofen. It's all, um, you take it because it's an anti-inflammatory yeah. instead of like a pain. So like Tylenol is more, is like a targeted painkiller and ibuprofen is like decreases the inflammation, yeah, which like alleviates the pain. So they do slightly different things. Um, I think they both can be bad for your liver if you take them too much. Um, it can increase your risk of a fatal heart attack. Do not use this medicine just before, or after bypass surgery. It can mm. cause stomach or intestinal bleeding, which can be fatal. Mm um, an overdose can damage your stomach or intestines.
2: Okay. Stomach problems. I mean, I don't take, I take it before I play tennis to help with inflammation.
1: I mean, I think, yeah, I don't think it's like a huge, um, I mean, you know, it's like every medicine, everything has some risks to it, but I can understand like not wanting to do it a lot, especially if like you're taking like three ibuprofen, like every, like, six hours for five days or something. It's like, it's a lot. Um, And like, I was definitely taking that more when I was like having really bad cramps. Oh man. Yeah. So like, I can understand like not wanting to do that to yourself. Totally. But also like just a good old fashioned heating pad is, can really help too. Mm, mm. Oh God. Anyway. It's not like, it's not that it's, I think it's so crazy. I just feel very skeptical of it.
2: Yeah. And it's a lot, to, it's $349. It's a lot of money to spend on something that if you don't know that. It yeah. Works.
1: Like, I don't, it's like, you can't, you should be able to like test this stuff or something first. Cause it's like, you could just end up with something that just completely does nothing.
2: Yeah. I mean, you could, what is Goop's return policy?
1: I guess.
2: I feel like Goop is pro- probably has a pretty good return policy.
1: Probably. No, they do. They have a good return policy. I know they do. I've returned things there before.
2: But I could, I totally see. If you have debilitating period cramps and stuff, it just sounds horrible. So you'd want to try anything.
1: Yeah, you're like going nuts.
2: Horrible, horrible. horrible. Trying to get anything. And then, but yeah, this other stuff, the herbal, the chase tree berry, like that's not going to work. Give me a break.
1: Yeah, like I don't, I really just don't think that any of this stuff will work.
2: Breathwork? Come on. There's a book about breathwork.
1: Breathwork is, I mean... It, like the thing is, like th- that stuff works. Like in the moment, like you're in bed, you're lying there, you have like a heat pad, and you're like breathing in slowly, and you're like finding like moments where it like doesn't hurt anymore. You're like okay, like you get like a you get like ten seconds where it goes away. But it's not like oh, I did the breath work and now I can just like go about my day. You have to yeah. be like actively doing it for it to be working. For sure. Um. Anyway what's your craziest
2: my craziest this is sort of both crazy and sad yeah it's the article called eating to combat brain fog right and again again this is the word that dare not speak its name long covid they don't say it but this is what this is about yeah. Um, so they talk about brain fog for an entire paragraph:
0: mm-hmm. slow
2: thinking, haziness, difficulty focusing, confusion, lack of concentration, forgetfulness, cloudiness, difficulty communicating. Blah blah blah. These symptoms can result in reduced cognition and short and long term memory loss. And then they say um, this is could be associated with inflammation, blood flow, blood flow to the brain. And then they say but brain fog is not a recognized medical
1: condition. Right. <laughs>
2: so this is, it's like all, again, it's all of these, like maybe related, maybe unrelated symptoms that like, I, I, I just think so much of this. And again, I think there are people that do have like cognitive issues after having COVID and mm-hmm. some of this might be true, but I, I think so much of this is just like, first of all, it's like aging. Second of all, it's like stress and being exhausted. I mean, maybe I'm talking out of my ass, and I've never really. But I feel like I've experienced some bouts of like, oh, I can't think of this word, this stupid easy word that I've said five million times in my life, or like little things like that. And maybe this is not what they're talking about. we are talking about something more. To I think ready. that's
1: what brain fog is.
0: That's right? what I thought
2: it was. It was just sort of like I feel I I've, I definitely know that I've had that feeling before of just being slightly off and like not fully cognitive being slow and it goes away I don't know
1: I definitely have brain fog like 24 7 (laughs) it might just be stupid but I have that problem constantly where like I cannot think of the word that I'm trying to say I walk into a room and I don't know what I was looking for it's like I've just like always had like (laughs) Alzheimer's or something like I not really but I like I just don't know. Like, it happens to me all the fucking time. Like, I'll forget what I'm saying in the middle of a sentence. Like, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I think that's part of that is just like the normal human condition. Like, we're not perfect all the time. We're not on our game all the time.
1: I mean, it's and it always is really frustrating. So I'm like, oh, I have a really good point to make, but I don't know what it is. (laughs) Um, But I don't know if I could eat this like spiced chickpea lentil and carrots stew with herbs and yogurt and then not have brain fog anymore. I would definitely. Sure.
2: But it, again, it's like, this is, you know, hypothesis and emerging research. They literally say, uh, because this, these symptoms are subject subjective and brain fog is not a medical condition. Getting the appropriate care can be difficult. And, and then, and then they talk about, and again, all this stuff is really healthy. Cause they're like, eat the rainbow. You have, you know, your lycopene, your Carotenoids, your chlorophyll your anthro or whatever and it's like well, bi- vitamin b9 i feel like we've there's so been so much all the b vitamins have had their m- moment in the sun and now we're fi- we've got finally got to b9 folate that's good for brain fog so but it's the same yeah black pepper turmeric it's just we all know it's good for you so i guess eat that and and that makes sense like if you have a good diet you're probably going to have less Brain fog. You're not going to be as tired. You're going to be a little sharper. This all is intuitive, I feel like.
1: I have been wanting to make this chicken and veggie noodle stir fry since the detoxes came out, though.
2: Oh yeah, that does look good.
1: It looks really good. Maybe I'll make that this week.
2: Um, yeah, and see if you have uh less brain fog after the fact.
1: Well, but I will it'll be impossible to know if it's because of that or if it's because I did Falter Youngo's uh Micking diet, longevity yeah. diet.
2: You know, that's the thing is you like if you're trying all these things at once you're you have no control group so you don't really exactly. know what's going on
1: it's what happened with my skincare routine too it's like yeah i do too much at once but i can't help it i just yeah it's just the way i live my life
0: there's
2: nothing i can do about it um so yeah that was just like i got it brain fog i do think and i didn't notice this at the time really but i do think since i stopped taking sleep medicine i do feel like i might have be a little sharper and have a little bit more energy, which makes sense.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely have a lot of brain fog today, but I think it's just because of like all the things that I said earlier that were like fucking up my head.
2: Yeah. And you didn't, and I think lack of sleep has to be the number one cause of brain fog. Like, of course it is.
1: I mean, yeah. Like if you're sleepy, then you're going to be stupid,
2: stupid, sleepy, equals stupid. Yeah. Uh, The one thing I will not do, they said swap out dairy yogurt for coconut yogurt. Yeah. I've tried this coconut yogurt. It's not good.
1: It's bullshit. It's not good. No, I well,
2: don't like it.
1: They, they're doing some amazing things. I actually bought some, I've been experimenting with non-dairy yogurt and I was, I mean, I haven't had just like the plain unflavored, like Greek style, like yeah. or whatever, but the um, just like, even just like the very, probably not healthy, like silks and the cocoa, oh, the whatever.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. There's a soy one. There's another, there's one that's coconut milk, but it's more like generic. It's like not a fancy coconut milk. It's like just some like, I can't remember what the brand is called brain fog. There we go. I mean, they've all tasted remarkably. I mean, not good, but like a lot better than I expected.
2: Well, maybe I'll try the kite hill one this week and see if I can, but I feel like that's not, I don't know. Part of me still feels like whole dairy. That's whatever, what, what is it? What is yogurt? It's not fermented. What is the process it's that fermented. happens? I don't know. Whatever that it's is fermented, if, right? it's ferment, fermented. Yeah.
1: It's like probiotic
2: probiotics. I feel like that is good for you. And maybe that's culture culture. That is the word we were looking for. See yeah, the two of us have brain fog, but if we have it together, one of us can figure it out.
1: Let us together one functioning brain.
2: Um, sort of I went them. to because I am trying to like not have the full fat, even though I love the full fat faye. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had Skyr? That Icelandic brand.
1: It's too. It's harsh for me. The it's, it's too intense. It
2: I like it. It's really thick and it's really tart, yeah. um, and it's low fat. So I think it's it's pretty good.
1: Oh, it's low fat.
2: Yeah, it's only like two or three grams of fat per serving.
1: Hmm, interesting. I get the I get non-fat Greek yogurt. I know it's controversial. So the
2: non-fat one, I can't deal.
1: To me, I've just been eating it for so long. I like, it's just yeah. what it tastes. What's what Greek yogurt tastes like to me at this point. And then when I taste full fat, I'm like, holy shit, this is fucking good. It's like ice but cream. I, yeah. Yeah. But I really rarely get it.
2: Yeah. It's really, I mean, cause I have it for breakfast pretty much every morning and I eat enough of it, that like, I know that that much fat every single day of my life is probably not good for me.
1: I just, I simply cannot do it. Um...
2: All right. Uh, what would you try?
1: Okay. So the the thing I would try is also something that I'm feeling kind of skeptical about. Where was it? They have a steamer and the steamer it's, I think it was like $150 or something like that. Where is it? I'm going to try to find it as I'm talking, which is not a good way to do this, but, um, there was just like some list of like stuff you can buy, which is like all this entire <laughs> <laughs> like um, newsletter is. Um, and oh, what's new in Goop Home Shop this month? Is this where it is? It's um, it's cute and it's portable. Yeah, it's called a Cirrus C-I-R-R-U-S number three steamer for one hundred and eighty dollars in my opinion, and I guess the thing about this is you can travel with it. So that might be a big plus. And it takes up way less based on the thing that I'm going to say, but like for like another hundred dollars or less for another like $50, you could get like a full professional, like Jiffy steamer. And I've used a lot of steamers in my life because I used to be a stylist assistant and I will say I don't I've never experienced one that works as well as just like one with like that like metal like iron whatever it is like head and they get really hot and they're really fucked up and they're kind of expensive but if you're gonna like just go ahead and I, I feel like a cute fancy like all white pretty steamer that like Like, I think your steamer should look like a utilitarian piece of shit because that's what's going to actually work. And it'll still be glamorous and expensive because it's like the industry standard, or at least it was back when I was working in that world. And I think it'll actually work, my opinion.
2: Yeah, I mean, when I worked like, at, you know hotels and we had the stylists and their assistants they would always have that same steamer and it that seemed like like you said the industry standard i don't see yeah what. that's
1: what everybody brought that's what everyone had and so like and i'm sure it's still like that i mean i don't know i haven't worked in that world in a really long time but i i've bought like since then i've just bought so many steamers and i'm like these are all bad like none of them really work very well
2: i wonder so. how much that like industrial steamer costs.
1: They're like 200 bucks. Okay. So I just feel like if you're going to spend, the only thing is they're really big and they'd be hard to, they're like not easy to travel with. So I feel like if you are, but um, if you're
2: traveling, well, if you're at, if you're staying at a nice hotel, they're going to have a steamer there for you.
1: Okay. So you don't even need it.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're staying at like a cheaper hotel or an Airbnb, then maybe you would need it. Um, but any hotel worth its salt is going to have a steamer.
1: I mean, I have never requested a steamer in a hotel, but.
2: People do it all the time.
1: But if you're like, I can understand wanting like a smaller travel thing that like, you wouldn't want to like go stay at your boyfriend's house and like crack out your Jiffy steamer (laughs) or something. But like, um, yeah, I just don't think, I I bet you for 180 bucks, I don't think it's worth the money.
2: Totally. What would I buy? That's yours. Okay. This was the article called, which face mask is best for you. Okay. And luckily, so there's a bunch of really expensive face masks are like $195, $225. Insane. But luckily for me, it says if you're oily, if you have oily skin Mm -hmm. um, and you, so you use a clay mask. Which is really the one they recommend is called Folane Dual Detox Mask, and it's $34 on Goop. So I said, sign me up. Yes, made with three types of clay kaolin, bentonite, and montmorillonite. The fuck is that? Salicidic, lactic, and glycolic acids, papaya extracts. This exfoliating clay mask is a dream for anyone dealing with breakouts, excess oil, or dullness. Sounds pretty good.
1: Did you see how much um the oily's counterpart is? The like in the so the way the article is, it's like on it'll be like if you're dry, if you're oily, and like yeah, one yeah. side is the dry. Yeah. So the, the dry one is
2: $35. The oily one is $34. The dry one is $195.
1: I think that's anti-dry discrimination. It's, it totally is
2: because it's Tammy Fender holistic skincare restorative radiance mask, one ninety-five if you're dry. If you're oily, thirty-four.
1: You know what I think that is? I feel like most people who are worried about dryness are older.
2: Oh, so they can usually spend more like
1: that. when you're like getting like trying to fight the wrinkles you're trying to like get keep the moisture in mm-hmm. and when you're like younger and have like acne and stuff that's when you have like oily skin yeah it's true so like they have the oily ones are are less because i think
2: you can also just be harsher like it's you know i think it's you can less take more you can yeah take more i mean clay is obviously cheap yeah you can just you know you can just rub dirt on your face i guess
1: yeah just go outside and rub dirt on your face you dirty pig
2: <laughs> but it looks like the the oily one looks like something you could buy at like a a drugstore or like a weird beauty supply store so I'll yeah out for it
1: yeah um, totally.
2: john's really into masks i don't really use them very often but i might try that one how,
1: do, how often does john do masks uh
2: i feel like a couple times a week at least oh wow yeah i bought him a few different ones from keels oh, for nice. christmas yeah i mean they're not like 195 dollars but
1: I I do a mask. I mean, I, I only do masks when I remember Mm -hmm. and then I'll do one. So I think I only, I probably do it like every like two weeks, maybe. Yeah. Cause I just don't really think about it.
2: No, it's like, why if your skincare routine is already so long, it's like, who has time? My
1: skincare routine is already so long and I, and it like moves with me from the shower to the, I mean, it's, Yeah. And it also is like too much. And also I need to just like stop doing everything for, well, I did, but anyway.
2: Yeah. A little skin reset.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, my thing I would buy is just like matching sets. Like they've been talking about matching sets and I want to wear like matching sets.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: That's it. But I don't want to buy can- them from Goop. I want to buy them from like some like horrific, like fast fashion company. That's cute.
2: Um, that store, you know, I have I I've told you obviously I've talked a lot about wine and eggs on this podcast. And obsessed with wine and eggs. They opened up, and I think I've even mentioned this. They've opened up another store on that block, the same owners called Dreams. Okay. That just has like it's just the most ludicrous garbage you could ever imagine. Like, you know, stationary, expensive candles, blah blah blah. Just like bullshit. But they started selling clothes from this company called Meals. And I don't think this is what you're talking about when you say matching sets, but they're sort of like Gen Z, like raver pants with matching tops that are in like fluorescent colors or have like prints of vegetables on them. They're so ugly and they're so expensive, but the, the pants especially look so comfortable to me. I might buy a pair.
1: Meals?
2: I think it's called Meals, yeah.
1: Oh, Meals with an M?
2: Meals, yeah. Like yum yum. Um, I don't know. They just, okay. Yeah. They just posted, um, Justin, new tasty flavors. of Oh, they're chef. I guess they're technically chef, chefs. Fans, but it's like fashion. It's like, whatever,
1: you know, I've <laughs> got to say something. And obviously like, we're both obsessed with food and talk about food a lot. I think that this like food culture becoming so dominant and so like cool and like elitist and blah, blah, blah is really a sign of, um, like American decadence and decline. Um, I've just, I keep seeing these, these like festival posters for like what would have just been music festivals in our youth. And now they're like food and music festivals where like They're having like Brad, whatever, like Leon, whatever that guy's name is from the um, Bone Appetit. I can't stand
2: looking at him since he lost all the weight.
1: But it just doesn't matter. It's like any of these people, like these food celebrities, like why is a food celebrity at a fucking music festival? Like, why are we doing food and music festivals? And they all have the same look. And it's just like, we're too obsessed with food. We need to stop it. I know.
2: It's so bad for us, but I love I love food. I'm always going to be obsessed with food. I'm sorry. I
1: mean, it's bad. I mean, everybody's naturally obsessed with food. I think that just like this, like association of like food and glamour is. Sorry.
2: No, it's that that sort of. I think it's like the Uh, rise of Instagram. I do think that that is on. I think uh, like Instagram culture is sort of on its way out. I do think we're going to go, especially now, if we are going to like go back to war, we are going to go back to like the Bush era like you know how like when like bacon and mac and cheese and Brussels sprouts became popular again it's gonna be like comfort food it's gonna be
1: well it should go back to like rations like you get like a pound of flour it's what you've always wanted the next food Uh, box
2: a socialist utopia where we just get food well even like normal countries during covid people would get um like rations delivered to their doorstep
1: well, I like mean, Denmark, or whatever. When I was in England with my dad, and we went to like the World War II England Museum or whatever. um, It's obviously not called that, um, <laughs> or but it we went to like a museum, and they just showed like, here's what the rations were at this time, and I was telling them that I was going to come back to America and start like my own new diet that was going to be like the world war II austerity diet. And it would just be like, you get the rations and like, that's all you get. So you can eat whatever you, you know, you can still eat like carbs and stuff. You can eat flour and like lard and like a cup of sugar a week. And like, that's all you get to eat.
2: Yeah. And you do your, um, cause you can't buy pantyhose. So you do the, uh, strip of what was it? Like you just like to draw a line
1: down the back of your eyeliner. leg. Yeah. Thing. And then you have to grow your vegetables yourself in your victory garden.
2: <sighs> I would love a victory garden.
1: And that's it.
2: I think that's a good, good plan. Thanks. I do, I do request one, no, two jewel pods a week.
1: Yeah, you are granted two jewel pods.
2: <laughs> and um. yeah, vegetables, obviously, some olive oil. You, you, can you plan your mash rations based on what diet? Can you do like keto rations, Mediterranean rations? Um, oh. well,
1: Probably I think not. you might go into ketosis if you just like eat super low, even if your carbs are high or high. I think when people eat really low calories, they still go into ketosis yeah. anyway, which the keto people get really pissed about, but it's true.
2: It's true. Cause it's your body is like, being deprived of stuff and that's why your body goes into ketosis
1: yeah it's because you're like dying it's like really <laughs> bad it's like you're starving
2: i still have those oh. P strips from the two weeks i did keto
1: i have some P strips too from this because people are like because you have to check if you go into ketosis mm. i haven't been doing it this time i did a little bit last time though smart Maybe i'll check after this and go see
2: post it on the patreon post your P strips
1: yeah i mean well people post their pee strips all the time on yeah. the internet
2: <laughs> should we do that should we do like make our patreon more of like a disgusting only fans where we post like feet pics or strips i don't P-strips. think we
1: can post the P strips but maybe post i'll definitely i'm definitely gonna post what i ate this week
2: yes that's exciting
1: yeah
2: Okay, dope guys i think um okay. we we did it again we're coming up on our 300th episode pretty soon.
1: That's so fucking pathetic. not crazy?
2: Did you say pathetic? Yeah. What? It's great. It's
1: It's really good. We should have a big celebration. But
2: we should. We should. We'll think about that.
1: What? Okay. Well, you guys, we're almost at three, 300. That's a lot.
2: Yeah. It's our the document of our time here on Earth. <laughs> the one lasting thing we've contributed to this world. Scoop yourself. <laughs> Sorry. Was that pretty dark?
1: No, it's good. It's I love it. I, yeah, like I love it. it
2: too. You like it. Okay. Uh Okie doke. Uh guys, again, thank you so much um for staying with us for God knows how many episodes. Uh We love all of the new people that have signed up for our Patreon. It's really exciting. We'll be able to eat some Goop rotisserie, eat some Goop superfina, maybe buy a couple more Goop products. Uh, Aggie's going to post her food diary online. I'm going to stick with my plan of uh, cooking and reviewing one Goop recipe a week.
1: I might make a Goop recipe next week. I'm not sure. So I'm going to pray on it. I have to decide. I don't know what I'm going to do next week. I can't think about it. I just have to like regain my strength. Sure.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. You're tired. You're weak.
1: Yeah. I'm weak and tired. I have to go. go We'll have
2: to leave. All right.
1: Okay. Bye guys. Bye.